Good morning, God morning. Welcome to Pray With Me. Let's get these blessings started. I'm your host, Pamela Staten, and I'd like to dedicate today's podcast to David. And here's to getting to know you. Let us pray in the name of the Father, the Son, the Holy Spirit. Amen. Our Father, who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread and forgive us our trespasses as we forgive those who trespass against us. And lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. Amen. Good morning, God. You're ushering in another day untouched and freshly new. So here I come to ask you, God, if you'll renew me too. Forgive the many errors that I made yesterday. And let me try again, dear God, to walk closer in thy way. But Father, I am well aware I can't make it on my own. So take my hand and hold it tight, Lord, for I can't walk alone. Amen. And everyone knows that the Lord is my shepherd. I shall not want. He maketh me lie down in green pastures. He leadeth me beside the still waters. He restoreth my soul. He leadeth me in the paths of righteousness for his name's sake. Yea, though I walk through the valley of the shadow of death, I will fear no evil. For thou art with me, thy rod and thy staff, they comfort me. Thou preparest a table before me in the presence of mine enemies. Thou anointest my head with oil, my cup runneth over. Surely goodness and mercy shall follow me all the days of my life, and I will dwell in the house of the Lord forever. Amen. Amen. And now, from a book called Praying the Name of Jesus, written by Anne Spangler. It says, Through him all things were made. Without him nothing was made that has been made. In him was life, and that life was the light of all people. The light shines in the darkness, and the darkness has not overcome it. There was a man sent from God whose name was John. He came as a witness to testify concerning that light, though through him all might believe. He himself was not the light. He came only as a witness to the light, the true light that gives light to everyone was coming into the world. And that was John chapter one, verse three. When Jesus spoke again to the people, he said, I am the light of the world. 
Whoever follows me will never walk in darkness, but will have the light of life. John chapter 8, verse 12. Pray with me, listeners. Lord, how strange it must have been to enter the world as the only sighted man and to encounter a world so enshrouded that people could not see your light. Forgive me for my self-imposed blindness. Help me to follow you faithfully so that I can see you more clearly, reflecting your light and glory now and forever. Amen. Listeners, the scriptures are full of images that link God with light. Pillars of fire, burning lamps, consuming fire. Such images are often associated with God's nearness or his presence. John's gospel portrays Jesus as the embodiment of the divine light, a light so powerful that it cannot be overcome by the darkness of sin and death. Though the devil tries to disguise himself as an angel of light, he is light's opposite. He is the prince of darkness. The phrase light of the world, it appears three times in the New Testament. Matthew chapter 5, John chapter 8, and John chapter 9. It is a distinctive phrase spoken only by Jesus, who uses it twice to refer to himself and once to refer to his disciples, who are to reflect his light through their good deeds. Just as natural light is essential to life on earth, Christ's light is essential to unending life with God. Whoever believes in his light becomes like him, reflecting his brightness by walking in his light and obeying his commands. Raising my hand, Alexis. Raise your hand. Amen. We are not here to live through a time of darkness. We are to use images of light and to describe Jesus. Use images of light to describe him. Be right back. He whispers your name is written as if God himself is speaking. It's an invitation to listen to God's personal message for you. It is sure to offer hope and comfort, reminding you that God longs to strengthen your faith and walk with you every day. So here's what he has to say. My love, 
The love that is unconditional and unwavering is within you. It fills you to the full, even when you feel empty. I always pour into you an extra measure of my love, so I'm asking you to freely give what I've given to you. Receive my love, then give it away. The more love you give, the more you'll receive from me. Allow my love to flow through you into others, blessing countless lives and bringing about unthinkable glory. You can't give away what you don't have, so you must first fully receive my grace and love. I want my love to affirm you and give you confidence that you are fully loved, but I also want you to have a heart that gives to others what they need to receive. Those who don't know me can experience my love through you. I know that responsibility can sometimes be an overwhelming burden, but it will ultimately result in countless blessings in your life and in the lives of others. My goal is for your faith walk to walk in love. For without love, you have nothing and you were meant to live a life in abundance. Amen. From Jesus, from our Lord, from God. Doesn't get any better than that. 1 John chapter 4 verse 12 says, No man has at any time seen God. But if we love one another, God abides, which means he lives and remains in us. And his love, that love which is essentially his, is brought to completion to its full maturity, runs its full course, is perfected in us. Amen. And God also says, I don't want you to just survive life, but to thrive in it. You are made for my love and will be filled continually with it when you ask for it. Love does more than you think. If you'll respond to each and every situation with love, it will change everything. I know it's difficult when you're facing challenges that tempt you to react in fear and anger. But if you deal with them in love, you will find that the outcome is always in my hands. I haven't just asked you to love, I've commanded it. Seldom will you feel like responding to pain, sorrow, or betrayal with love, but you must. You will have to make the choice to love just as I made the choice to give my life on your behalf. There's no greater display of my love and that love must be shared with all those who will receive it. I want you to be a vessel of my love. So it's vital that you receive my love each and every day. Come to me in prayer so that you will hear my voice and know for certain 
that I love you. I want to fill you so that you might overflow with love into the lives of others. Amen. Second John 1 6. Love means doing what God has commanded us, and He has commanded us to love one another, just as you heard from the beginning. Amen. Stay right there, listeners. So much more. The prophet Isaiah speaks of a world covered in thick darkness. He is talking about the spiritual darkness brought on by sin. Sin, in fact, is full with darkness. It gives birth to famine, war, genocide, drug addiction, child abuse, divorce, petty hatred, and even small town gossip. Some of us have become so conditioned to the world's darkness that we've begun to call crooked things straight and good things bent. Because of sin and its attendant darkness, even the happiest life ends tragically in a grave. But Jesus came in order to recast our unhappily ever after endings to put a stop to what has been a non-stop tragedy. He did this by confronting the darkest of of our fears, by taking on death itself. Happily, St. Paul says, death has been swallowed up in Christ's victory. Darkness has been extinguished by light. In his light, we see light. We tremble before life's substantial challenges, which are difficult marriages, problems with children, personal weaknesses, illness, financial instability. There are times when we find ourselves walking into the darkness and crying out for the light. When that happens, listeners, We need to affirm the words of the psalmist who said to our powerful God in Psalm 139, If I say, surely the darkness will hide me and the light become night around me, even the darkness will not be dark to you. The night will shine like the day, for darkness is as light to you. Listeners, please reflect on John chapter 8, verse 12. Praise God for the brightness of his light. Offer thanks that Christ has given you the light of life. Confess any alliance with the darkness through sin. And ask God to help you walk in obedience and in the light. Isaiah chapter 9 says, The people walking in darkness 
have seen a great light on those living in the land of the shadow of death, a light has dawned. See, darkness covers the earth and thick darkness is over the peoples, but the Lord rises upon you and his glory appears over you. Amen. I love it. I love it. Pray with me. Dear Lord, the world focuses on my outward appearance, but you see my heart. Today, Father, I will guard my heart as I focus upon the real person I am today and the person I can become tomorrow. Amen. Galatians chapter 1 verse 10 says, For I am now trying to win the favor of people, or am I now trying to win the favor of people or God? Or am I striving to please people? If I were still trying to please people, I would not be a slave of Christ. Amen. Pray with me. Dear Lord, your timing is seldom my timing, but your timing is always right for me. When I am impatient, Remind me that you are never early or late. You are always on time, Lord. So let me trust in you today and every day. Amen. Ecclesiastes chapter 3 verse 11. He has made everything appropriate in its time. He has also put eternity in their hearts. But man cannot discover the work that God has done from beginning to end. If you want to trust God's plan for your life, then you must, must, must learn to trust his timetable. You will be sorely tempted, however, to do otherwise. Because you are a fallible human being, You are impatient for things to happen, but God knows best. God has created a world that unfolds according to his own timetable, not ours. Thank goodness. We mortals might make a terrible mess of things, and God does not. God's plan does not always happen in the way that we would like, or at the time of our own choosing. Our task as believing Christians who trust in a benevolent, all-knowing Father is to wait patiently for God to reveal himself and reveal himself he will, always. But until God's perfect plan is made known, we must walk in faith and never lose hope. And we must continue to trust in listeners, always. We must learn to move according to a timetable of the timeless one and to be at peace. Amen.
Pray with me. Lord, this world has so many expectations of me, but today I will not seek to meet those. I will do my best to meet your expectations. I will make your ultimate pri- I will make you my ultimate priority, Lord, by serving you, by praising you, by loving you, by obeying you. I will make you my ultimate priority. Amen. Ecclesiastes 11.4 says, Those who wait for perfect weather will never plant seeds. Those who look at every cloud will never see harvest crops. Stay right there. We'll be back. This is a daily podcast, and we survive by our listeners and the platforms that reach you. So if you'd like to give a donation, please visit anchor.fm forward slash Pamela hyphen M hyphen Staten forward slash support. Truly appreciate it. Thank you. And now from Pray More, Proverbs 3, verse 5. Trust in the Lord with all your heart and do not lean on your own understanding. In all your ways acknowledge him and he will make straight your paths. At some point in your life, chances are you ask God to tell you what he would have you do to to serve him whether as a missionary, a pastor, a wife, a mother, a writer, a secretary, a company executive, a mayor, an attorney, and so on. And he answered your prayer, directing you into an area that you already had a passion for. But then as the years passed, your passion ebbed a bit. And now you're wondering if there is some new road he wants you to take. Or you're worrying that maybe you had it wrong from the very beginning. Well, perhaps, listeners, it's time to ask God again to show you which way to go. Then trust him to do so. But don't make a move until he's made everything plain. Patience will be your reward. Pray with me. Lord, I am leaning into and on you. Show me the road that you want me on. I'm trusting in you, Lord. In Jesus' name, amen. And whatever you do, listeners, don't have a fear of miracles. Acts 2 verse 43, Then fear came upon every soul, 
and many wonders and signs were done through the apostles. A miracle is an extraordinary event that signifies God's presence in our human existence. And mom, I think you're the only one I shared my miracle with this week, last week, rather. Hmm, I had a miracle, listeners, and it definitely signified God's presence. The Lord gave his apostles authority to perform signs and wonders. These miracles helped the early church grow under Peter's leadership. Although miracles have occurred throughout history, many people still deny or fear them. They don't believe a miracle occurred, but merely a coincidence. Oh, no, no, no. Others argue the authority to perform miracles didn't extend beyond the apostles. Some fear seeking a miracle would take their eyes off the Lord. Was it a coincidence that survivors survived an airplane crash? Hmm. What about the man who prayed over a child hit by a car? Who gave him the authority to do so? How about the healing of a terminal illness? Did it sidetrack the patient's focus on God? Whether we witness a worldwide phenomenon or the everyday miracle of a blooming sunflower, let us utilize God's signs and wonders to lead others to Him. Pray with me. Almighty God, thank you for miracles. We praise you for the wondrous signs that point us to you. I'm going to repeat it. Almighty God, thank you for miracles. We praise you for the wondrous signs that point us to you. Amen. And oh yes, I did share my miracle with Tracy as well. Okay, got it. Thank you, Jesus. You're awesome. You're all powerful. You're all loving. You're omniscient, omnipresent. You're sovereign. You're everything we need. You're everything we are. You're everything we see. And you're everything we will be. So grateful. So thankful. So humble. We are all of those things, Lord when we're in your presence and when we're not, 
which were never not in your presence. Go figure. Thank you for coming to pray with me. We just got these blessings started. Come back tomorrow. Bye for now.